Hello and welcome to Classic 15. I'm Michael Beek. I'm delighted to say my guest this week is Florian Riem, the General Secretary of the WFIMC, or World Federation of International Music Competitions. They oversee a global network of music competitions and organisations, each with the aim of discovering promising young talent in classical music. Florian, thanks so much for joining me today. Likewise, uh, very happy to be with you today. Now, I'm sure you'd be the first to agree that competitions are important for young musicians uh, and the development of, of their sort of career and things like that. But are they essential, do you think? Should all young musicians be thinking about entering competitions? Well, looking at artists today, um, you can find plenty of artists that didn't do any competitions are still stars. So uh, obviously they're not essential, they're not a must, but they can be uh, a great opportunity, a great chance for young artists to propel themselves into the circuit of international concert scene, concert houses, recording stages and so forth. So it depends on your personality. It depends on your strength, on your energy. It depends on your interest. It depends on your teachers, on, on many things. Is there an optimum time for, for a musician to be doing this? Is there a point in their sort of development that they should start thinking about competitions if they want to? It's hard to answer that. And um, I'm asking that question to quite a lot of people too. Mm. And there isn't a set period of time that works for everyone. There's people that keep doing competitions for more than 10 years or for the until the very end, until they're too old and they cannot apply anymore. There's others that do one or two. Uh, some start at a very young age with junior competitions. They get used to the process. They use it for themselves. Uh, some others start very late. It, it's hard to say there's not one way that that works for everyone. Sure. But there is, a, I guess, an emphasis on this sort of discovery of young talent and up and coming talent. Is there less of a sort of uh, desire to find sort of more established talent or older talent? What's the, what, what are the sort of the, the ground rules, if you like, for age, age ranges and competitions? Now, if I'm 35, I have different interests. I'm not maybe not as eager to take part in lots of competitions. I might mm. want to try uh, one of the big ones, um, just to for to prove myself. But on the other hand, one also has to see that the jury looking at artists uh, always uh, has to make a choice between the youngsters that might not be as perfect yet as they could be, but they have a huge potential for another 10, 20 years to develop. And then they're looking at people that are 30 or, or over 30 and they know that they won't be changing that much anymore. They won't be changing schools, teachers. Um, they are more or less at the top of their their career. Mm. So the question is, do you feel like uh, ready to play as your best? Do you, do you want to compete with all the youngsters that you know that, that are practicing uh, 25 hours a day? Or do you think that's a stress that, that you don't really want to keep up with. Yeah. It, it, it really depends on, on your personality, on your overall view of, of what you want to do. You mentioned the, the sort of the, the practice element there, the, the hours a day. Is it is it extra work for a, a young musician if they want to consider entering competitions on top of what already is probably quite a demand on their time? It's certainly extra work uh, if you do competitions with repertoire that you haven't played before, that you have to really prepare for, that you have to learn mm. uh, for the competition. 
it can be fairly relaxed if you do three or four competitions. No, competitions are never relaxing, but <laughs> if, if you do several competitions in a row, uh, like after COVID, there were so many, and and I've met people that virtually went from one competition to the other. Uh, if the repertoire is alike, you get into the you get into the mood. Um, it's possible uh, if it's good. I, I don't know. It's the, the the classic way to prepare for a competition is to look at the repertoire a year in advance to really think through it, to really consider what to do, to speak with your teacher, to make up your mind and then work, work really hard. And the point of it all is really to grow above yourself. And of course, you can do that in a concert. You can play fabulous concerts, but a competition has this extra pressure. It has all these people um, that are really listening to you and that appreciate you, which can help you to, to truly grow above yourself. And that's a um, huge opportunity, which otherwise is, is hard to get to. Of course, if you play at Carnegie Hall, you have another kind of pressure. You also you want to prove yourself, but it's not the same. If you know these people are, or if you know some of the jurors, especially, you know, maybe you, maybe you admire them. They're they are some of your idols that are listening to you. You want to really prove yourself. And tell me um, if there any young musicians listening to this are considering this as a, as, a, as a journey, what are the things that they should be thinking about first and foremost? What, what's the first step for somebody who wants to embrace this? I think the most important uh, thing is to look at the competition as an opportunity, whichever way it goes. Dropping out of the competition after the first round doesn't mean anything, but it can help you in many ways. I always meet people that come to a competition that are really frustrated. They messed up their first performance. They leave, they haven't met one person, they haven't talked to one juror, and they go back, they're frustrated and say, never again. And that's absolutely the wrong thing to do. I think you should go to a competition and even if you drop out at an early stage, you should stay. You should take this opportunity to watch people play, to see everyone else, how they do, because they're all in the same situation. Uh, then there is many situations, many opportunities around, especially in some of the bigger competitions. If you go to the Clyburn, for example, there are plenty of events, there are plenty of opportunities to meet people to meet artists to meet other competitors and at the same time you also even even if you drop out in the first round you have a huge exposure because everything is broadcast uh, on the internet now everything is live streamed mm -hmm. and this in in some of the smaller competitions this might be small but in in some of the really big international competitions there will be several thousand people watching you and this alone is already a reason to go and and try and how then would would they navigate this? Because obviously there's so many competitions that, that take place all around the world. Should they be looking sort of locally first as a first step for a first competition, or should they be aiming, you know, higher for the, the big ones? How does that how does that work? Do you think? I think you should spend some time uh, looking at a couple of websites, mm. uh, looking around, talking to to friends, artists, uh, teachers, and think at your particular stage in your career, what would be a good place to go? You might feel more comfortable in a local place. You don't, maybe you don't want to go out to a huge city where you feel uncomfortable already because it's huge halls, many people you don't know, the way to get there, all these 
things that have nothing to do with making music might give you additional stress, might make you panic. Um, so if you're not sure, if you're if you just want to try and you know not take too much of a risk, then then go to a local competition, go to a small competition, and they can be also really really nice because many competitions, not only the small ones but also the big ones, of course. Um, they really care about their candidates. Uh, it's in many places really like a family. You go there, you meet uh, the, the organizers, you meet the people. And if you talk to them, if you try and stay in touch with them, they ask you to come back. They will remember you. And it's as such, it's also an opportunity for future engagements. Uh, competition is not only a place where you play once, uh, get an amount of money if you're lucky and, and you leave and that's it. You get, you go back, you perform, uh, you stay in touch, you you get additional opportunities through juries, through people that win in the future. You get invited again. There's lots and lots of of chances that you might not know about at this very first moment. I was going to ask that if you, if you enter a competition and you don't get past the first stage, you still got opportunities that come from having done that. You still you, you start a relationship with that that organisation or that competition. Absolutely. You should stay anyway. You sh- you shouldn't go home. You should stay for the the remainder of uh, the uh, the remainder of the competition and uh, and listen to the others. Listen um, to the winners and make up your mind and and see what you think about them. I'd be interested to know just a little bit about the work that you do with the federation and, and what the role of the WFINC is, and also a broader view of competitions in general and how how they've changed over the years and whether they've changed enough. What what could you tell me about that? Well, we are sort of the roof organization for at the moment 120 competitions uh, all around the world. We communicate with them. Uh, we take care of them if they uh, have certain issues, certain problems. We try and create rules, regulations that are somewhat unified and that guarantee a high standard or the highest possible standard of artistic excellence, of fairness. We really don't want to exclude anyone. We, we really try. We mean right now because of the war, there was so many issues with, with certain competitors from Russia who, who didn't get accepted or who got cut at the later stage of the applications. So we try and help where we can and uh, support both competitors and competitions. At the same time, we support winners, laureates of competitions. We have on our website uh, artist pages where you can watch videos, where you can look at profiles of recent laureates of all our member competitions. We meet several times a year. We have conferences uh, and try to learn from each other, try and see what the big competitions are doing, what the small competitions are doing, uh, where there is innovation that needs to be talked about. There is so much going on and, and it's wonderful to keep track about that and meet because uh, the competition world, it's it's somewhat separate from the, from the what should I say, regular <laughs> concert stage. <laughs> but um, there is some absolutely amazing personalities in the competition world. And of course, they're all connected to promoters, uh, to orchestras, to touring agents. So uh, yeah, we get together quite a bit. We talk with each other and we try to learn from each other. Now, the second part of your question, how have competitions changed? Some have changed really a lot. Uh, Some have changed very little. But for us, it's really important to look at what competitions can do for today's artists 
after they win, because money is really the smallest part of winning a competition. We try and find out how to give maximum exposure, maximum opportunities to our laureates. And that, of course, includes concerts, concert tours, recordings, but it also uh, includes career management. Um, it includes uh, workshops. It includes marketing advisories and all kinds of things. If you look at, for example, the Geneva competition, they have, uh, they're spending a huge amount of their budget only on what comes after the competition. It's the actual competition, the prize money, the, the winner's concerts. That's a small part. The actual uh, process begins for them. Once the competition is finished, they really take care of their laureates and they really try um, to get them their place in the music world. Mm. And it's, it's fantastic to see when that works. So Geneva is, is, is one wonderful example that, that does that for many different uh, instruments. But of course, there is lots of others uh, that do this in, in, in different ways. Perhaps we can talk a little bit now about what's in place in competitions to care for musicians, because you also talked about the stresses that come with competing. Do all competitions have systems in place to care for the sort of the mental well-being of, of, of the participants? Um, it again depends on the size of the competition mm -hmm. and uh, the amount of people that are there. If you go to a, a, a huge international competition, uh, then they are very careful to protect you from journalists, from people just uh, asking all sorts of questions. But staying in host families and being taken care of by the competition staff uh, certainly helps a lot. Psychological care, I'm, I'm not aware of uh, any any particular program that competitions do, but they certainly care about their participants. It's not like uh, you, you go there, you play, you go back to your hotel and you're all alone. It, it also depends, of course, on what you need. Some people really need to be alone. They don't want to see anyone. Some others need to talk, need to speak. And, and for that, I think uh, host families are perfect because they give you some, they, they put you in a family. It's it's a very warm, helpful atmosphere that, and, and everybody is supporting you. These families, they are doing this not because somebody asked them, oh, can you take care of some musician? They are interested. They are supporting their candidate. They are, they are rooting for their candidate. They will come to the performances. They will listen. They will comment. They, they will support you from the very beginning to the end. And that's also a wonderful thing to have. Of course, it can, for some people, it can be difficult. There is some some loners that, that really want to be on their own. Um, but again, yeah, here it's it's hard to find one recipe that that applies to all. Of course, and of, and the rigors though of, of of competition and sort of the stress that comes with it. I suppose that that sort of needs attending to occasionally. I wonder how how musicians find ways to cope with that when when they're, when they're young as well. It must be must be difficult, isn't it? It is very difficult, and it is incredibly frustrating if you prepare for a long time and then play and not play the way you thought you would and or something goes wrong you think uh you were mistreated or a decision was taken wrongly or i mean there's so many things that can happen and and that can be very frustrating but they also give you strength uh, every time you're you're not successful it gives you an experience that might be very important for you to be successful at, at a later time you always learn 
So I think that's that's one of the main messages. Uh, going to competitions means you're getting an experience that is important for your personality, for your life, for your career. Whether it's a good experience or bad experience, um, I don't know. It, it can be both, but it it will be good for you. It will help you one way or the other. So it's more about personal growth and development. Absolutely. Well, Florian, thanks so much. It's been great to chat to you about, about competitions. Uh, thank you for your time today. Likewise. Thank you very much. That's all from this edition of Classic 15. Our podcasts are available on all platforms and on our website, www.classic.com, where you can also find Classic's online concert series and other media on demand. And don't forget to check us out on social media too, at Classic Music. Thank you for listening. And until next time, goodbye.